Welcome to Spot Growth, the podcast dedicated to pediatric speech, physical, and occupational therapists. We explore strategies, insight, and success stories to help you elevate your practice. Join us as we spot growth together. Welcome to the Spot Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Marshall with Extra Mile Billing. And today we're discussing how to handle scheduling for spot businesses. So if you're struggling to figure out how to manage conflicting schedules for speech, OT, and PT clients on the same day, or maybe you could just benefit from some tips and tricks from someone in your shoes, make sure to grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the conversation. Our guest today is Eileen Brian Colon, the owner of Adults to Pediatrics Therapy in Sunrise, Florida, and she's also a licensed SLP. Her clinic serves pediatric speech OT and PT clients in Broward County, and I've asked her here today to share some of her tips and tricks for scheduling. Welcome, Eileen. Good morning. Hey, good morning. It's good to have you here. So uh, first off, if you could just tell us a little bit about your office and some of the unique challenges you face when you're scheduling clients. Sure. Um, So I think the most complicated aspect is probably doing having the multiple disciplines, um, number one. And number two is that generally speaking, working in pediatrics, everyone wants the same time, which is after two o'clock. So trying to fit everybody in a schedule where most of the clients want a similar time frame, um, I think are the biggest, the two biggest challenges. And you're also faced with, you know, not everybody is doing this, but you're doing a lot of half hour visits. Yes. Most visits are 30 minutes. Um, And then also because we do have few that are 45 in an hour, then just trying to match those up and you have those 45 minute sessions that kind of kill your 30 minute blocks also creates another little challenge in there when you're trying to like really just put everybody back to back at the schedule. And a lot of your team members are contractors, right? So they get paid as they, you know, for the number of hours that they work in a day. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So very much in the same shoes as a lot of our listeners and very much almost even a, a unique situation in and of yourself. So um, I guess what's the mix of technology plus office staff uh, that you use to address those issues? How are you how are you trying to tackle this? Well, right now, I'd say we're probably a pretty much 100 percent still using relying heavily on office staff to manage the schedule, whether it's the my front office coordinator um, or the therapist themselves. Um, we do have our EMR system, which, you know, houses all of our schedule. Um, the way we work it is that uh, my front office coordinator handles the intake and the initial setup for the scheduling where she's offering spots and making sure that those work for the families. And then once those are solidified and confirmed with the families, then the therapists are still text confirming um, their sessions um, the night before um, every day just to make sure we have good attendance. So we are in the process of trying to figure out a better solution and in talks with our EMR um, company to see if we are going to use them. It's just very scary to make that jump because we don't know what what issues that's going to cause. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but right now it's a hundred percent, you know, staff. So your um, therapists are very much involved in the process of making sure that their patients are going to show up that next day. Correct. Wow. Correct. Okay. Yeah. No. That and and that's probably you know I mean I've I've seen it done that way. I've seen where the office coordinator does it sometimes, but. 
you know, they have the most invested in that process to make sure that they show up. So that makes a lot of sense. Correct. Um, Most of the patients come the same time, you know, let's say their appointments are Tuesdays and Thursdays at nine. They have an appointment Tuesdays and Thursdays at nine every single week. But some of them really rely on that text confirmation to just get that little reminder to come. Um, So it, it is the most beneficial way for us to make sure that the patients remember to come. So with yeah. all that, do you do you have any idea what your cancellation percentage is? Or you see when you started implementing that, did you see a higher percentage of patients show up? I don't have a percentage that I can give you offhand. I know sure. we have been tracking it. Um, and that's something that we're, we're going to look at kind of at the end of the year, because mm-hmm. we did actually also kind of remind our parents and I sent like an email out to all the families that we're really going to start enforcing our cancellation policy as of April 1st. Like there's not going to be any kind of leniency because we were just getting to a place where we were so lenient with that policy that it just wasn't beneficial to anybody. You know, we were getting all sorts of excuses and things. So we really started um, enforcing that policy since April. And with that being implemented a little bit more intensely, I feel like the families have now, um, because they're being held more accountable, have been a little bit more careful about canceling and things like that. Uh, So that's interesting. And and especially in in this industry, I mean, your heart goes out to a family that has multiple kids. Maybe they have to ride the bus. You know, there's all kinds of factors that go into it. But Mm -hmm. you made a deliberate decision that you were going to start enforcing this policy that you already had in place. Correct. I'm sure that was a nerve wracking decision to say, like, hey, we're, we're going to start enforcing this. Did you see a positive outcome from beginning to enforce that? I think for the most part, yes. I think a big part of um, communication with the families is them knowing ahead of time. So even though they all sign this cancellation policy when we start, they forget and they're signing a bunch of papers at the same time. So I feel like they need that, you know, reconfirmation. And even for our families that have been with us for a long time, who we've been like super lenient with, and mm-hmm. you know, they've been with us for eight years. So they're like, the policy doesn't apply to me. You know, I know Eileen and I, you know, that doesn't really apply to me. So I'm like, no, everyone's going to be, you know, held to the same regard as far as the policy goes. Um, and we really just try and reiterate, like we're trying to um, establish continuity of care. and make sure that your child's benefiting from the services that they're receiving. So um, if that's not happening, we also have a wait list of families that are trying to get on the schedule. And it's just not fair to the whole community that, you know, you decide, hey, there's a party that my kiddo has to go to. And and the bigger part of that is not even so much things happen and cancellations take place, but we're just telling them, hey, give us 24-hour notice so we can put somebody else in that spot that's waiting. For um, sure. And we can fill it. Yeah, no, that's... That makes a lot of sense. In that way, too, to the families, you know, it's not just about, hey, we need to fill time. It's really about your child benefiting from the services that they're here to receive. That makes a lot of sense. And I guess my next question is, what did you learn as you began to offer more types of therapies Mm -hmm. uh, about the complexities of, of scheduling? Oh, it just definitely became a lot more tricky. Um, And of course, also, again, trying to accommodate the families. We understand there's a million things going on, especially for our special needs families. Um, 
that we're trying to make it as easy as possible. So if we can get them in, you know, once a week to get all three disciplines instead of coming three days a week to get one discipline at a time, we're trying to do that. That's our priority. So when we're doing scheduling, we definitely, we have kind of a list of, we're keeping this kind of like what we call an on-call list. Mm. Um, so we have kiddos that are pending, like that have speech and OT, but are waiting for PT. So we have the days of the week that they're coming already, the times that they're coming. So when we take a quick glance at it, we can say, hey, we know that this kiddo needs PT. Let's get him in today. Or we have an opening now. Let's see if it matches up. Um, but it is time consuming. It really is. Like there's sometimes when, when I'm hiring a new therapist and bringing her on board, like I'll spend hours on that schedule just trying to match up OT and PT just to get it set up initially. And yeah. then once that therapist has their schedule, then it's a little easier. We're just plugging in where we see the gaps. Um, but we have been working off of this, what we call on-call list, which has been helpful because it just gives us all the information at a glance instead of us just having a list of patient names. So describe to me this on-call list. So it's it's a list of patients and the disciplines that they need and the times that they have available. Is that, is that essentially okay. what it is? Correct. So we have okay. like, it's just an Excel spreadsheet that we made. Mm -hmm. And again, I'll, 100% just people handling that technology, yep. uh, making this list. And yes, basically child's name, disciplines they're already receiving, disciplines needed with the frequency, like, you know, needed PT two times 30. Yep. Um, and then um, availability for the family. Gotcha. So when you're doing intakes, uh, you know, new patient, new evaluation, are you trying to figure out their schedule before you even do the intake just to see if it fits? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Um, before, because I really, I generally do not take a patient on for an evaluation if we don't have a spot already available for them. Wow. Um, the only time I do do that is if the family knows ahead of time and I can, I'll tell them, Hey, we don't have spots available. If you want to come in just for an evaluation, we can do that. But I don't know. We have a three to six month waiting list right now. If they agree to that, then we'll move forward. Cause some families do just want to come in for an eval cause they're not sure if their child needs therapy. Sure. But for the most part in our type of practice, if the kids are coming in, they know that they need services already. Um, so I think again, um, 90% of the battle is really just, if you're upfront with the families, let them know what you have available, um, and what you have to offer, they then can decide what they want to do or not. Yeah. Um, so I don't like to overpromise things, you know, I, I, because that's when you start having problems with families. Right. They get upset. Right. Um, so I don't overpromise and I tell them exactly that. I'm like, I'm not going to promise you. I have a spot for you in three months. Cause I don't know. I'm telling yeah. you three, six months, if you're willing to be on the wait list or on call list, I'm happy to do that. Um, but we're very clear about, um, what our capabilities are upfront. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so I guess for owners that are in your situation, maybe just starting out, Mm -hmm. what's one piece of advice that you just desperately wish someone would have given you right from the beginning? I think, I think that's probably the biggest takeaway is just being upfront with your families and yeah. being, because I think at the beginning I was very much also trying to please all the families. And I still, to this day, I hate to say no to a family. They're calling, they're trying to get a spot. And it's not that I'm, you know, trying to not, be completely upfront. It's that I'm really trying hard to accommodate a family that's been looking for services for a long time. So you kind of say yes, inevitably with the hopes that you're going to have an opening. Yeah. 
So I think that's the biggest advice I can give is just be very open and honest about what your capabilities are, what you have available. And the families really appreciate that a lot more instead of just trying to, yes, I'll do the best that I can. And then having to disappoint the family, just being very clear. And I think that's like with the cancellation policy, with what you have available to offer. Um, and even like when I offer a spot to a family, like I'll give them 48 hours to respond. Yeah. I only hold spots for 48 hours. So if you don't get back to me within the next two days, I'm calling the next family and I'm going to offer that spot just so you know. So again, that's, that's so critical here. That's yeah. so critical. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, you don't get into this industry industry because you don't want to help. Right. So you're, you're, you're there desperately wanting to help people. Mm -hmm. And so it's always hard to say no or to turn someone away or to say like, no, for, yeah, I have to, I have to be fair to everybody. Right. So I think that's, I think it's great advice. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us a little bit about what you've been working on, uh, what you have upcoming and yeah, just give us, give us a, give us the rundown. Well, I think um, we're always trying to fine tune um, any type of technical assistance that we can <laughs> um upgrade to so i think we're in the processes of doing that to try and streamline things a little bit more at the office and then um also um i'm always looking for the next thing so i've actually just recently started contracting with the school board for broward and palm beach so i'm definitely going to be um, or am currently looking to fill positions for otpt and speech in both palm beach and broward county um and even in the clinic we're always growing. We're always building schedules. So I think hiring is definitely the, the big thing in the next yeah. couple months. Absolutely. And, you know, having worked with you for a number of years, I can definitely say, you know, if you're looking for a spot down in the Sunrise area, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic team. It's an amazing culture. Um, I see all your low party pictures and everything else, <laughs> and it's just, it's wonderful. So yeah, thank, thank you so much for, for your advice and your perspective. And again, if you're looking for a great place to work, check out Adults to Pediatrics Therapy in Sunrise, Florida. Thanks, Eileen. I appreciate it. Thank you, Aaron. Anytime. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on the Spot Growth Podcast. If you enjoyed the discussion, please leave us a review. And if you have any ideas for topics that you'd like to learn more about, please send those to the podcast link at extramilebilling.com.